heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. You feel like you're being stared at uh, when you're out in public, out at the grocery store or a restaurant, and people kind of size you up. You know what I'm talking about. And you see someone and you kind of look at them, or you, or, or you pretend you're not looking, but you immediately size them up. Uh, do they fit into a red America or a blue America? Seems to be more pronounced today than ever before. You know, just this past week, my wife was out in public venue at a at a uh, public grocery store and some woman come up to her and confronted her and, th- and this is now this is like post covid i you would really call it in the endemic and said to her don't be a bitch put your mask on just some stranger random comment don't don't be a bitch put your mask on looking for a confrontation and my wife was stunned. And, you know, at that point, you, you have to make a decision. Do you engage or not engage? Uh, she chose not to engage and walked off the scene and removed herself from that hostile person, hostile environment. Now, a lot of people don't do that. And it becomes a physical confrontation. You've seen that plenty of times. You've seen it in the news, these crazy stories that go south real quick because people get in each other's face, in each other's space. And there's actually been uh, many reports of that happening uh, throughout the last couple of years, for sure. But imagine just verbally assaulting somebody who you have no idea who they are or what their beliefs are, but you don't like the fact that they are not wearing a mask that you know nothing about, you, you know no science knowledge of this, whether it's effective or not. You just know that this person is supposed to be wearing a mask. Now, this person who did it, I would imagine they go through their entire day, day after day, looking for these kinds of people. You just imagine. I mean, I'm sure that totally wasn't an isolated incident. This is somebody who's on the search for those people that don't fit her caliber of an American, somebody who is has a different viewpoint, and they don't like it and they reach out in the face and it could get very, very ugly. And that's where we are today. It's exactly where we are in this post COVID America. And I'm here to tell you today, my fellow Americans, it is not going to get any easier anytime soon. The lines are clearly drawn and there is a division in our nation like we have never seen before. Now, sure, pre-COVID, in fact, I had talks on this. We talked about the division in our nation, a red America and a blue America, politically speaking. In fact, there were those I had experts on who talked about the fact that, you know, the Civil War comment came up a lot, Revolutionary War. But there were those who thought, okay, you know, let's just make it two countries. Let's just divide it up, like just like a divorce, I guess, right? Just like a family. 
that was going to split. You divide all the assets. The husband goes one way, the wife goes the other way, and the kids probably stay screwed up in the middle somewhere, right? And that really is, that, that was the sense of what people were gesturing to me for some years before COVID, that we had become, and you know, I'm talking now through all of the years, through, well, both the Trump years and the Obama years, because the Barack Obama years and the Donald Trump years were totally different years. That 12-year period of time, think about, yeah, really though, think about how messed up we are as a country. How confused, talk about confused, how confused we are, you know, as, as, as a people, as a civilization. I mean, the differences between those environments and those presidents could not be more stark. I mean, they're, they are 180s, totally. And we went through the Obama years for eight years, and then, and then the Trump years for four. Prior to Obama, back before those 12 years, Bush, these were more moderates, Bush and Clinton and Bush, these were more moderates. And so they played more to the center. Th think about that. So for that, for all that time through Bush and Clinton and Bush, and you went through what, eight, 16, uh, 20 years there, okay, 20 years, eight of uh, the, the one Bush, uh, eight of the Clinton and four of the other Bush. So all those years, and there were more moderates, more, more just there, just not the division. Uh, but, and there's pros and cons of that, surely. But then the Obama years were extreme to that side. And then Trump years were extreme. And so I think about it in those terms of those 12 years. So that has put our division on, I mean, wow, an incredible slippery slope which then enter in COVID. Now, COVID was surely a test pilot experiment for our salvation and for our commingling with each other. How would it work? How would it not work? Because that divide, that division in America became gargantuan, just Grand Canyon size, huge division. Now, you'll have to start to look at where's this all coming from in this division? Why are we so hostile toward our neighbors? Why are we just not forgiven? Why do we want our version of America? And the truth is, we've all lost hope. We've lost hope in the media class and in the political class. We, we've lost total trust. Uh, too many people are, they're in their tribes and they want to be with those tribes. And that's all they believe in is those tribes. They don't want an opposing view. They don't want another viewpoint. They don't want to learn what that viewpoint is. They, and that's what we're seeing in our country as people are moving all over the country and talk a little bit more about that today. But that's what we're seeing with this division. We don't want to be challenged anymore. We don't want our views, our thoughts, our ideas, our ideologies to be challenged. We think it should be our way or the highway. Is that a fair statement? You either agree with me or, well, as that lady come up and confronted my wife earlier, or you're a bitch. 
right? If you don't subscribe to my way of thinking or your whatever you want to call me at that point. And these are the problems that are just starting to be magnified in a post-COVID world that we are in. As things really got juiced up through the Trump years, the MAGA movement, and you've seen this rise of patriotism in the nation, and then there were those who were resentful, and you've seen it in our sports, and you've seen it in other venues where patriotism was tied to being a white supremacist, and that whole narrative uh, was was a hostile narrative. I mean, it was ugly. And seeing all that play out throughout the Trump years, I, I think a lot of us felt that America could no longer survive. We could not coexist any longer with each other. And I had some pretty smart people on who felt that we were coming to the end of what we called the United States of America. You're with me here, yeah? You, you know what I'm talking about. And we started to see the telltale signs and a lot of these discussion points of the divided states, of the red America and the blue America. But a lot of us still weren't really buying into the thoughts of the theory that we had come to the end of our rope that somehow we'd come together as a people. But let's be real. The division is so far. Our thinking, our, uh, all of this, the social justice warriors, the cancel culture, the woke, the indoctrination of the kids and the left and the right and who's doing what. And it's, it really is, uh, incredibly hostile and you know it's in comparison to a lot of these countries where the division was so great in the country that they surely had to break they had to split up and th there's there's a history of this we've seen this uh, where these tribes within the country it just becomes too much to bear and so they go their separate ways just like the example i used moments ago about the, the husband and the wife can no longer exist they can't coexist anymore so they go on their own way so i think the question we have to look at now in a post-covid america is those those divisions those lines that have been drawn now how are we going to move forward as a people so we're not assaulting each other whether it's verbally or physically in the public venue and let's face it, I mean, for those who don't believe in masks or have a more of a conservative views, uh, viewpoint, you know, slanted that way, you know, when you see people wearing masks or outside in the public venue or whatever, I mean, you sort of roll with the eyes and you know how ridiculous the whole thing is. But, but let's stop right there a moment. Let's stop right there. Why is that? Why do we care what people are wearing? Like the one who called my wife out for that. Why do we care so much? Why do we take it so personally? Why, why are we taking that into our minds and our hearts? And why does it become such a, a, a vivid point of, of uh, divide and 
where we can't be disciplined and we, we, we feel like we need to shout out or we need to assault somebody in some capacity. I don't think that that is the, the question we all need to be asking ourselves because in a post-COVID world, we've lost our ways. And I, I think, you know, you, you think, how do we either get back together or we don't? And I think the chances of us coming back as the United States is probably getting dimmer every day moving forward. I think the divided states in a red America and a blue America in a post-COVID world is going to be the way of the world now. Now, that's going to create some very hostile environments that I'll talk to you about today and some personal examples and case studies, actually, of folks who are moving all over the country for various reasons. And they want to get with, well, their own people, their tribe, call it the tribe, you know. Of course, today, you politically correct, can't even call it that. Be, be, because you'd be called out for that as well. But it's they want to be with their own people, whether it's the red people or the blue people. You're part of the red team or the blue team. And so that sets us up for a whole, whole calamity of uh, massive challenges uh, that are far more than just political. Um, it is absolutely in our social and cultural environment, as I just explained to you. It's the fabric of everything we are in life because nothing is not, you can't really keep your, you know, everything, you, you, you can't be non-political and, you know, I mean, some people try, they, they, they try like hell to do, but it's not really possible because politics infiltrate and it will control your life. It's what it is, whether you are paying attention or not, or whether you think you're going to ignore it or not, it will absolutely control your life. Now, this division, I start to think about how that how that's going to look at in our post-COVID chapter now over the next many years. What what does it really look at? Because now, as I've just explained to you, so and if you're following me, you're thinking these terms. We've had 12 years of hostile politics with Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Two extreme viewpoints is what I'm suggesting to you. Okay, doesn't matter what my political view is when I make that statement. They're both extreme America. That's a sharp blue America, really deep blue, and it's a deep red America. And we've had 12 years of that now. On top of that 12 years, we now have COVID, which was the bomb that just put it all there, blew it all up. And now you see why we're having the problems we're having right now at this very moment and why there are those people that are very happy and willing to call each other out, but then we have to ask ourselves, you know, all right, how did we get here? I'm explaining to you how we got here, but what's the real cause and mechanism? Why are we so uh, impatient with each other and we're, we're quick to lash out and we're, we're hateful toward each other? And, you know, you're kind of weird or odd because you're out there jogging or walking with a mask on in the middle of the day. And so I, we think you are because you're that. Those people think, you know, you know, we might be weird over here because we're not taking proper precautions and we're not wearing these. Now, yeah, we can debate all of that, of course, because who are we doing proper precautions when you're in the middle of nowhere or nobody's around you and you're outside in the environment? 
and yeah, got and that's where the whole science and you, you see it gets it's a slippery, slippery slope. You get back into the argument, the divide of the division. But the tolerance is what I'm talking about. The fact that we've lost trust in respecting each other's opinions. We, we no longer will tolerate thy neighbor. We, do, we don't want thy neighbor. If thy neighbor has a different viewpoint. Unless that neighbor has the same way of thinking or reacting, and I can deal with them on some level, then I don't want nothing to do with them. That's the America we find ourselves in. Now, you can ask yourself, as I, you know, put some cold water on your life right now. Well, but, you know, we'll come back together at some point, won't we? <laughs> How does that happen? How does it happen? How do you think that's going to happen? Now, you be honest for a moment. Just, just, just be honest with me and ask yourself, do you really think, does anybody listening think that in a post-COVID America that we're going to come back and be united? Do you think so? I, I, I'm trying to think of who that person might be who might think that way. And I think if you're all being honest, You'll see where the problem is, and you'll you'll agree and see what I'm saying. We're in we're in a, a a moment, a pivot moment for our nation. That is probably a uh, a deal breaker for the, these United States. Now, I you know <laughs> I, I know patriotism. You know, put your hand on your heart. I get it. America, here we are, one big country, but. Now you see that division of the cancer, though. 12 years of extreme politics. That's a long time, people. That's You're talking about a whole generation here now. And with all of the cancers in there. And then COVID, bing. And that decimated, decimated middle America. It changed the landscape for all of us. So now you see where, where I'm at, my thinking is. And I want to make that statement to you earlier. Yeah, I'm about ready myself to disconnect from some of this stuff. Uh, it, it, let's face it, people. It gets old after a while, doesn't it? I mean, doesn't it really? Isn't life a little too short to be being called a bitch in the supermarket? Mm -hmm. All right, because your view is different than the other person. I mean, don't, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Punch somebody in the face and then have a physical assault and be arrested, have charges? I mean, come on. That is that where we're at? Well, and because a verbal assault will quickly turn to a physical assault for a lot of people. A lot of people, they they don't know how to stop from that and disengage, as my wife did in that particular case, and walked away after she was verbally assaulted for no reason. Didn't know this person from anybody who you'd meet on the street. You know, you understand. And, and I kept thinking about that when she, when. You know, she told me this story of what had transpired. I was not there, obviously, but uh, and you know, afterward, I, I, uh, she was telling me, and you know, I, I was like, you know, your, your first thing is how ugly that moment is, and I thought, well, you know, you're the better person for it. Let's just, it is the, it is the way of the world. Is what I said to her. It is the way of the world right now, and you're better off to just disengage and move on, or you can have a confrontation. Obviously, this is a person with all kinds of other problems, 
anybody who's going to do that in the public venue is a person with all kinds of other issues. Complicated, isn't it? Right. And and I often look at life that way. We shouldn't judge other people a lot because we, uh, you know, the old saying, walking in somebody's moccasins, you know, I mean, right. I mean, you really can't unless you have, unless you are that person. And we do have that problem a bit here. So I, I, I think that uh, it's best not to judge. It's best to let people live their lives. And I've tried to teach my two teenagers that principle in life is that we don't judge. We, le- we let people be who they are. We, we are tolerant of other people and their views. Now, it's, it may seem silly, it's, especially in a post-COVID world still, that it does seem silly that people are still wear, walking around and wearing masks and doing these things when they really haven't looked, I guess, at the science, or they've been fed science that is another different type of brand or color of science, which is part and parcel of the problem what I really want to talk to to get to the point of where I think this is all coming from, okay? So where's this all coming from? Well, we are surely all eating the cornflakes, aren't we? Our respective red and blue cornflakes. We are absolutely doing that. And and this environment is coming from not just our political class, and that is surely part of it, the division, the, the, the win no matter what, the winner takes all. There are very few people who really care about putting country first. It's just not a popular thing anymore, my fellow Americans, you see? It's not popular at all. Those people are far and few in between. I mean, think about really in all the people you know and within the political class and people you follow or admire or don't, or, I mean, how in your heart of hearts, how many of those people do you really think, I mean, sincerely, if you really be honest with them, think about it, would really make a difficult decision to put the country first? That's going to be a really short list. I'm not saying there's not anybody. I'm not saying that at all. But that's going to be, don't you think, a really short list? I'm sure it's probably on less than one hand, the fingers on one hand, potentially, if there are any fingers, potentially for some of you where you couldn't think of somebody and say, well, no, I, I know they, I mean, that's hard. That's difficult. You see, and, and, and America became great and became motivated and became who we are because a lot of people back in the day did that. They put the country first. In fact, they sacrificed and they gave their life for our country. That brand of patriotism and patriot seems to be washing away with, with the tide, don't you think? We're in a different America now. It's become a hooray for me and the hell with you, America. It is a divided states of a post-COVID America. It is my view and I don't want to tolerate your view, America. Those are the extremes we're dealing with. Now, the real culprit in all of this is the media class. I mean, if the media really portrayed in any fair essence of the political class and the motivations and what they were really putting forth without their driven agenda, we'd be in a whole nother place right now, really. We, we, in fact, that point I make right there would have changed the outcome of surely the last election. And it would have changed the outcome of a lot more as well. Don't you think? 
I mean, that one statement, if the media class had really portrayed the stories accurately, properly, as journalists, respectfully, and if they had taken their heavy hand off the scale, you see, without all of these anonymous sources and all of these witch hunt driven stories for whatever, this has nothing to do with a politician. So don't even think that. I'm talking in the big global sense of what we're dealing with today. All of this media, all of this content and videos and all of the all of it that we're reading and consuming and this has all pretty much become a cancer to most of the country. Because they are becoming part of that red America and the blue America. And it's deep, deep, deep in, in woven in here, this, our feelings about that. And it's different because when, you know, the odd thing about this is when, when I started the spark and we turned on the lights at America Out Loud back in April, 2016. Yeah, it's been five and a half glorious years. Hard to imagine, but it is. And I had no idea what was really going to transpire then or how marvelous this was all going to become. Or I didn't even know COVID would hit. We didn't know any of that stuff five and a half years ago, you know. But my initial goal and my spark in all of this was an, an, a naivety for sure. Forgive me. I'll qualify that up front. But was somehow I was going to make the ultimate difference and I was going to unite the country somehow or have some part of that. Now, this is before COVID, this five and a half years ago. This is before, you know, Trump and some of the hostilities we're dealing with now. This was at the end of sort of the Obama years when, well, when we seen where the country was going and what many of us thought was a Marxist takeover then of eight years of hell, you see. And I know because I railed against it on talk radio before America Out Loud. And when I left the, the ad agency days, I railed against it because I didn't like the America that person, that that administration was created. You know, I, did, I didn't want that. I wanted something different. You see? And, and I think, you know, I look back at that, where we started, where, where, where we started, uh, you know, it, all the way back then. And, and I think about the initial goals, the, my initial goals of, of just trying to unite people, or bring a common theme together, passionately caring about our country. And it was to try, because I did that successfully in the boardroom, which is bring the different facets of the conversation to the, to the boardroom, to the table. And have the, you know, again, from a business perspective, now I'm speaking about, okay, not a political perspective. Uh, I mean, I, I was not a, really a part of the political class. I was part of the capitalist class. And, but I seen the division and I seen that most of the smart people were in the business community. They weren't running for politics. And I seen that in the, uh, political class were most of the um, opportunist and the, uh, well, definitely the opportunist, the get rich quick kind of people that knew how to play the system. And those people who uh, they were in many ways, and this is not exclusive now, 
but in many ways they were the worst of us, the worst of us. Whereas I was trying to pull out the best of us. So I started in this entirely different environment, really, of wanting to unite and bring people. And, you know, in fact, one of the first shows I did on this platform here was uh, the 10 women from around the globe, the, uh, uh, the, the Liberty show with the ladies, you know, I had from all different countries, but there were, we set that show up initially where half of them were had liberal viewpoints and half were more moderate or conservative viewpoints. So I had people, women from all different perspectives, you know, that show I did with the 10 women from all over the globe. Uh, the, um, I haven't, I, I, because I'm so removed from it now, I even have a hard time remembering the name of the show. Uh, then what it is now, we now have a takeoff of that show with just the women, but that was a show I used to host. Uh, the, uh, we say life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is what we would all know. And I did the life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. That was, that was it. And this was sort of the gender playing men and women. And anyways, it was interesting. But what I had liberally conservative viewpoints on that show is the, is the point I make to you. And that was my mindset back then that we were going to create this different dynamic. And it was, it was quite interesting. It was quite fun. It was quite challenging. Now I hosted the show from a more humorous standpoint of pushing back on some of the liberal women and their viewpoints and in a fun way. Now I, I, they liked Malcolm and Malcolm was good with, and I liked them. We were tolerant of absolutely tolerant. We were more than tolerant. We were accepting of each other's viewpoints. We, we weren't, you know, now, you know, there were times where you get a little bit of passion. You might tell somebody to grow up or, you know, whatever, or something further. But, you know, and, and, and it brings me back to the days which I've shared with you many times back when Ronald Reagan was an officer, Tip O'Neill. They fight like hell during the during the political hours of the business world of D.C. And, and they go for a drink, um, happy hour, or say hello or, you know, just they were comfortable with shooting the breeze. Newt, Newt Gingrich used to talk about that all the time. It was a different sort of America back then. And we were far more tolerant of each other. We hadn't really drawn the lines of, and this was before, obviously, Barack Obama and Donald Trump. So, so when you really look at these divided states of a post-COVID America now, you can see what's happening. And then with the middle class and the political class poison in the well, well, they're entirely poison in the well, my friends. Uh, and now you have all of that tied to the indoctrination of the last many generations through the education system, tied to the COVID uh, extravaganza that decimated our life and our lifestyle. I mean, it changed everything, no matter if you were a red America or a blue America. And, you know, all of that was different. And then remember, all of this happened after 9-11. So now you think back. Now, now, am I drawing a picture for you now? Now you think back over the last, uh, what, 22 years, right? Just think about that. Since Y2K and, you know, the turn in year 2000 and the simple problems we had that the computers may not function. Remember all of that, right? And, you know, you, you, you think in those terms, you see where I'm at. And then, 
you know, we could never predicted back then that we'd have had those two extreme administrations. And then, and, and I always used to say about our country, we had a tendency to correct course. We never really always went too far off to the left or too far to the right. Now, I used to say that. I, I can't say that anymore. But that was a talking point I would say. You know, I probably, in fact, I would say, I would have said five years ago to you, probably more like 10 years ago, actually, I would have said, I would have taken great pride by saying, well, one of the things I love about our country is we sort of don't go too, too, too far off to the left edge of the cliff and we don't go too, too, too far off to the right edge of the cliff. We sort of stay here in the sweet spot or we'll recorrect the path, you see? And we, we recorrect uh, things to uh, compensate for that moment of, wow, you know, like driving down the highway and you lose control of the car and you almost go off the edge and you, you recorrect it just in time so you don't go off the edge. But now, now, after all of this and the picture I just paint for you, surely America is all over the blessed ro road. Yeah, the, we're all over the road and we are, we're like chaotic at this point. Far left extreme over here, far right extreme over here, post-COVID world right here. You're a bitch. You suck. I don't like you. Here we are. The divided states of a post-COVID America. Now, do, do, do we ever get back there? Bad chance of that, people. So now you're going to have to rev up. And when I share a few very interesting stories with you and how people are thinking, because Right now, people are on the move. They're moving all over our country. And I got the, the, the blue people are moving out of the red geographical areas. And the red people are moving out of the blue geographical areas. And they want to be with their own people. They want to reconnect with their tribe. They want to be with their like-minded folks, you see. Right? That's what they want to do. That's what they want to be. And so... All of that changes everything. And, you know, we see these moves happening all over the nation. And I, I get stats and figures and numbers on it here. And I'm looking at it all. We've been talking about this. So this becomes after the last 12 years and uh, the post-COVID and the COVID world, and now we're in post-COVID, uh, we surely have our work cut out for us, uh, my fellow Americans. We surely, surely do. And this division and the conversation I'm having now for those who are listening around the globe, you can relate to what I'm talking about as well in your own countries and in your own environments. You can absolutely relate to what I'm suggesting because this problem, although I say it's a post-COVID America, you notice a few times I, I interchange those words as a post-COVID world because it really, really is a post-COVID world. And this scenario is playing out all over. It's coming to a theater near you, or it's coming to a city or town near you, or some state or province near you, as we're seeing all over the place of the division throughout Canada, throughout Europe, Australia. You're seeing it everywhere, New Zealand, the entire country, the entire world is engulfed in this division. And that's the cancer and the danger of this post-COVID America. It has created divisions between people like we've never seen ever, ever, ever. But on top of that in America, with the politics and the media, 
we've got a very much a tinderbox here. It's a hot plate. It's a hot mess is what it is, but it's a hot plate here and a hot mess and it's a tinderbox. And you almost wait to see where that tipping point is and does it push us over the edge? What does that really look like? You see, hmm. that's, that's the point I throw at you today. Now that, that I, if you really followed me through what I present to you, uh, it, it, you should be really in deep thought as I am, right? As, as, as I just presented this to you, I mean, really in deep thought as to what comes next, what happens next, you know? It, it's, um, it's a soulful moment. It's a really soulful moment. And you begin to think, or at least I do, and I, I think you probably do as well, what becomes your next move and what's in your best interest? As so many people are taking root of that and they're moving into these other areas with their tribes. But what does that really leave us at that point? That leaves us, you know, yeah, the, the divided states. We surely can't call ourselves the United States of America. We are a divided people and we're divided states. That leaves us in a whole other environment. And I've had some people suggest to me before and experts a while back that, well, we just need to give certain states to those people and then certain people over here take those states. And that was suggested to me, oh, wow. A few years back, four or five years ago, was suggested to me six, seven years ago. It's, it's been put out in my space a few times. But I would argue back and say, now it's actually happening. People are doing that right now. So, you know, where they haven't redrawn the lines of state lines or done any of that, it is absolutely happening. People are on the move. And I'll show you that in a moment here. They're on the move. And the red Americas are re-associated with those red Americas over here and the blue to the blue. And you've sort of got that division in there right now. And it's kind of happening organically, I guess, on its own. Whereas the political class or experts were talking about how would we do that because people were getting fed up of a Barack Obama America or a Donald Trump America, and they didn't like those Americas, those extreme Americas, too. I'm talking about the middle of the road people. I'm talking about my individual politics here, okay? As we begin to uh, peel this onion a little bit more in just a moment here, let me remind you to check out healthycell.com forward slash out loud. I, I just had some of the most interesting conversations in the last couple of days talking about quality of life. And I guess this would not matter. One thing about uh, our health, whether you're a red America or a blue America, your health is vitally important. God Almighty has given us only as human beings uh, you know, we're not really designed in God's vision as red people or blue people. We're people, and we need to take care of ourselves. Uh, our immune systems are most important today. We've learned all kinds of lessons through COVID. We're never going to be able to unlearn those lessons. And somebody just, like I said today, to me, tell me the importance of A and D and zinc and the importance of the immune uh, boost in our bodies. And and they were right. They, this was somebody giving me all this information now. Um and they were exactly right. We are in this uh, becoming a more health conscious uh, people, I think I would say to you. Uh, we see what COVID has done to us, our lives, and for those who've lost loved ones, uh, you know, it is, uh, it, it is uh, changed everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's hostile what's happened out there. COVID is it's a game changer. 
I mean, it just changed life, people. Never in our wildest imaginations would we have thought just a few years back that we would be dealing with a pandemic of the sorts of what we're dealing with. Never. I mean, this, this happened in 1917, 1918, 1919, but we never ever thought or considered. But again, we really weren't reading into a lot of what Bill Gates was saying or what Fauci was suggesting either, were we? Well, that's another story for another day, isn't it? Bottom line is having a daily healthy regimen is key, vitally important for each of you. You've got to figure out what works for you. One of the ways I do that is I take the multi and I take the AM PM product with healthy cell. I believe in the product. And I got with healthy cell about four and a half years ago now, initially, but I've been taking it myself for about four years. And, but I started to find out more about this company a while back, well before COVID. And I knew how important it was to have a healthy immune system. I knew how important it was to get out and walk. And I've been talking about this for many days. And, and part of my role here is to help my listeners out and our people across our great country and around the world live a more fulfilling life and a quality life. And the way we do that is to protect our immune system. Uh, so the AMPM product, those are two pills you take in the morning, two at night. And this is far, this is not a multivitamin now. This gets into the health of your cell. This is superior to all of that vitamin stuff. So let's be clear on that right now. But if you don't like the pill form, they have gel. You've heard me talk about it. You heard others on the network talk about it. And the gel is a little package, very, very handy. Now I take the focus and recall in the package every single day. It's an orange tangerine type taste. I put in a few ounces of water and I take other things with it like their AMPM, which is in pill form. So understand what I'm talking about. What I suggest you do, get on there, check out the products, okay? For yourself and make a decision. And if I can help you or you have any questions, email me. I, you might, just, I get so many comments and emails and people reaching to me, email me. I'll be happy to give you advice on it. And you can email me right here at liberty at americaoutloud.com and I'll get it in. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to do that. And sometimes I even got some in the last couple of weeks that I forwarded on to the company to answer that were much more complex than, than I would want to answer. And they did that. They're happy to do that. So anyways, that's an option for you there. Um, and uh, so our listeners get 20% off the first order, by the way, use the code out loud or click the banner ad back at America out loud. You're entitled to that. Uh, that's something we negotiated some years ago with Healthy Cell, and it's been a terrific relationship. I, I couldn't be more pleased, truth be told. They're uh, one of those uh, really interesting, genuine people that you meet in your life that want to help more people, and the, the, that's the kind of people these are. Check it out. Uh, I highly, highly recommend it, my uh, fellow Americans, and to our friends around the globe. We'll take a quick pause. We'll join you on the other side there. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. 
If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology, designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Let's get real. Let's get loud. On America Out Loud Talk Radio, this is McCullough Report. Are you tired of your tired vitamins? Consider Healthy Cell. These are pill-free vitamins that are in convenient gel packs. Uh, I like the Focus and Recall supplement. I use this a lot. You know, your brain uses a lot of energy and it depends on a variety of micronutrients and vitamins. Boost your short-term focus and long-term brain power with Healthy Cell's Focus and Recall Vitamins. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD for a 20% off your first order of any Healthy Cell product. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko knows a thing or two about the immune system. He was nominated for a Nobel Prize for his early COVID-19 treatments, and now he's offering his Z-Stack supplements to our listeners at a discount. Just go to zstacklife.com slash freedom. That's zstacklife.com slash freedom. It's time to rethink COVID disinfection. A study by Harvard, Drexel, and Virginia Tech concluded, we don't have a single documented case of COVID transmission through surfaces. The reality is that COVID spreads mainly through the air. Shared air is the problem, not shared surfaces. The solution is the Genesis Fogger, which uses natural HOCL to disinfect both air and surfaces simultaneously. It's perfect for home or business. NIH says HOCL may well be the disinfectant of choice for coronaviruses. There's nothing more natural or more effective. Genesis fogs at the precise particle size to combat COVID and other harmful pathogens. It's what's missing from your disinfecting protocol. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com slash OUTLOUD. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. So I happen to catch this uh, one of multiple uh, stories I was reading about a, a divided America, but there was one in NPR. Okay, so well, that tells you right away what their their thinking is. But it was it was an interesting little story, and I'm always looking to see all kinds of viewpoints of these things. So I looked at it. This was just a. About a last few days, about a week ago or so, uh, this story, and I put it aside to talk to you all about it. And the headline was Americans are fleeing to places where political views match their own. Very interesting read. I, I suggest you read it. And in fact, I'll put the links when this goes to podcast. I'll have it right in the body of it. I promise you that. And so you can read it yourself. Okay. Uh, but there's some interesting stories in here and uh, trends, if you will. 
bottom line is, and a lot of the studies I've done on this and a lot of the research I've done on this, that here's the thing, bottom line summary. America is growing more and more and more geographically uh, polarizing would be the right word, okay? The red zip codes are surely getting redder and in many cases, burgundy almost. And the bluer are getting deep, 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 bright blue, okay? Those zip codes are becoming bluer. People are sorting. They're, they're getting with their tribes. They wanna be with what they call their own people. Now, part of this trend, in addition to that 12 years I was telling you about of extreme politics of Obama and Trump, right? Okay, you've got that in your visual. Uh, COVID was the next story. And the trends are quickening. Well, first of all, conservatives, I can tell you right now, are fleeing the place. And these are numbers. These are not my views. These are the stats and the data now. They are absolutely fleeing the places with strict COVID-19 rules. They're done with it. They don't want to live under those mayors. They don't want to live under those governors or those school boards. And they're leaving. They're leaving. It's it. Done. Out of there. And that's happening all over the country. And I've got a lot of case stories here that I've been reading up and looking at. But that's that's a fact. One of the things we started talking about, oh, a couple of years back even, was uh, California. Right. I mean, you've heard me. I've done plenty about California over the last many years and have a lot of friends out there, a lot of people. Truth is, some years back, I almost moved to California. I did not. But I did. I thought about it a few times. I had some very good offers out of the L.A. area. They wanted me to get out there. I was what's going to become an actor. It's going to get into more of that. Field. Thank God I, I would not have fit into that scene, my fellow Americans. So don't hold that against me, please. But in true confession, I did consider it way back. I actually had a couple of movie offers back in the day. They wanted me to start in a movie and stuff. And I looked at the scripts. I mean, I had the scripts and everything for real. And I thought about it, uh, but I didn't pull the lever on that. And, you know, sometimes in life, you know, you get somewhere and you, you just know that path isn't for you. And I look back sometimes in hindsight and wonder what that path would have been like. Uh, but I didn't choose that path, obviously. I chose a different path, you know, so that's what happens in life. It's kind of can't live your life in hindsight, although it is sometimes fun to visit these different uh, ideas in our minds, don't you think? I mean, but when you do that, just let me remind you, always spend 90% of your time looking forward. Only 10%, I've told you this many times in the rearview mirror, don't spend your time in the rearview mirror, never live in the past, please. And 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 I have to remind myself of that, but I'm, I'm pretty strong and willed and up. Uh, 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 optimistic uh, is the right word, uh, looking for the future, but you always want to put your time and attention into today, today at the moment, be, making it the very best you can be, and then, you know, planning for what's ahead. That's a better use of all of our times rather than the past. So the residents uh, of California, they, there's a, uh, there's a, well, a, I guess I would call it a giant sucking sound uh, from both uh, California and New York and Illinois, Chicago. These very high-end um, liberal markets are losing a lot of population, okay? A crime is one big reason. Sure, quality of life is another. And these COVID rules, I mean, that's a, that's a three-strike-you're-out scenario. And they are, well, as the Beverly Hills did, they packed their bags and headed the hell out, except they're going the reverse way. They're not headed toward LA. They're headed away from it. <laughs> Uh, so that's what we're seeing uh, right now with, with this. And they don't want the mask mandates. They don't want the forced vaccines. They don't want to take the chances. I mean, these are problems for these people. And they're leaving 
and at these other areas of the place I just mentioned, they're headed to conservative strongholds like, uh, you know, Texas, number one. That's the number one place people are headed toward. Uh, Idaho, uh, Tennessee, Florida. These kinds of markets are hot right now uh, for uh, the red properties that people are moving to. So populations are very, very high there. Okay. So people are sorting is what's happening. And one of the stats here, a tidbit to throw at you here is, you know, in our country, I don't know if you know, we have, listen to this, at 3,143 counties, okay? 3,100 plus counties, okay? And, and, and this, this just tells you, think about this now, this is a real mind bender. It tells you how much more polarizing we've become. And speaking of the number of super landslide counties, okay? Where a presidential candidate won at least 80% of the vote. Now that would be called a landslide. If a presidential candidate is winning 80% of the vote in that market, that is surely a landslide. Well, in 2004, that number was 6%. Okay, put that in your mind there. Guess what it is here? Uh, it, well, it was in uh, just about a year ago, 2020, 2021 well over 20%, 22, 23% reaching upward. It might even be 24, 25% by now in 2022. That number has now jumped where those counties are now 80% landslide toward their team, toward their tribe. Does that tell you how polarized we are as a divided states? And the example NPR uses in that story is, it's sort of like, and you can, and you'll understand, you'll appreciate this. People clustering in a Sean Hannity's America, or a Rachel Maddow's America. There's your red America and blue America right there, isn't it? And those are two interesting personalities to put out there because. Those two personalities, Sean and Rachel, are not tolerant people. They're not tolerant personalities. They're very polarizing personalities. I don't listen or watch either of those, not a fan of either of those, and I could never partake and digest their brand of politics, either one of those. What I don't like about media, I don't know about you, is when you're listening to the same folks day in and day out, and you already know what they're going to say. I don't like, for me, you never know what I'm going to say. And sometimes I come up and you might say to yourself, you get off and I get off the radio and you, you're listening, you say to your spouse, did he really say that? Yeah, yeah, he really said that, you know? And so, <laughs> so I never really know, but I don't really, I think it's a waste of time when you're listening to watching the same people and Hell, you already know what the show is going to be about. You know what they're going to say before it ever comes on and they say anything. And that's when you, you know, part of Sean and Hannity's America or Rachel Maddow's America, that is the key. So that's the example NPR uses there. That's the implications of people clustering, as they call it, okay? Back in uh, 08, and I ought to get this guy on at some point, and I've heard about him a couple of different times, but it was a Bill Bishop. He's a journalist who wrote the influential book, The Big Sort, Why the Clustering of Like-Minded America is Tearing Us Apart. I get a load of this. He wrote that book back in 08. He ought to, if, I, I don't know where, I'm assuming he's still around. I don't know, but we'll have to check it out. But 
Imagine if he had a book now he wrote in 2022, and perhaps he's thinking about it, or maybe he's doing it. I don't know what that book would look like today. Hmm. Wow. But he says here, and I quote, groups of like-minded people tend to become more extreme over time in the way that they're like-minded. Now, that's a statement he put out back in 08 with that book. Well, my friends, what, that would put us out there more today than ever before, what I say right there, okay? So this whole notion of being with your own people is really what we've become in our nation, a red America and a blue America. Now, I thought today in coming on with you and having this conversation, not knowing really where we'd steer, where we go down, this, you know, this is one of the times when we get on here and I, I present the problem to you. And I, I thought to myself, well, what's the answer? It's, it's hard to have an answer for this kind of a conversation, my, my, my fellow Americans, because there is no easy fix for this. This is a long time coming. The position we find ourselves in now has been a long time. We're 245 years into the American experiment. We're coming up on a big anniversary just a few years from now, 250 years. You know, for those of you who were here, you remember the patriotism back in 1976 at the 200-year mark. It'll be interesting at 250 years where we are as a nation, won't it be now? And I wonder, as I think about that right now, and it's a book I need to write, actually, where are we going to be now 250 years in? It's just around the corner now. God willing, we're all here and healthy, and we're not dealing with any more pandemics or viruses or mask wearing or vaccines. But who knows where these operatives are trying to take the world? And that part and parcel is part of the conversations you and I will have ahead, is these, these operatives, both in the media and the political. That's where your cancer is. Disconnect from those that are doing you harm. Don't put all of that negative energy into your bodies, into your souls, into your minds. That's the best advice I can give you today disconnect from it, get out and walk a little bit and breathe and see and breathe and be open-minded. And don't confront somebody in the supermarket and call them a bitch because they don't have a mask on or whether they do have a mask on. Let's respect people's opinions and their thoughts and be tolerant of thy fellow man and know that we should not be judge and jury on our neighbor. And we should not pretend we know what their life is when we surely have not walked in their moccasins. My fellow Americans, thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud.